Ah, to enter into prayer, to enter into prayer, to enter into prayer is to enter into our loving hearts. It is to enter into God itself. Prayer always asks us to come as we are. We don't have to put on a better shirt, fix our hair, sit up straighter. Nothing is required of us than to show up exactly as we are. And in fact, well, maybe I can't say in fact. I think maybe I'll say in truth, the more authentic, the better. When we enter into prayer, there's no be on your good behavior. The more of who and what we can bring exactly as we are, unadorned, without any need to impress, to be good enough. So, so it's almost impossible for some of us to even imagine this level of acceptance. I don't need to do anything for God. I don't need to look better, sound better, act better, listen better. No, just as you are, just as I am, we are infinitely worthy, infinitely accepted, infinitely loved, just as we are, just as we are. But, 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 don't I need to improve on myself? At least, you know, here or there. You cannot add one cubit to the Son of God. You cannot add one cubit. You cannot improve upon the love that you are, the light that you are, the reality that you are. I accept as we begin today, we might be willing to just consider that identity that We create this identity of who we take ourselves to be, out of which all of our survival coping mechanisms are formed. We're always laying down when we pray who we take ourselves to be, that we may awaken to who and what we really are in and of our wholeness, our completeness, and the divine movement that is life, that is God, that is love. I accept something magnificent is happening already. I accept that this episode of Prayer on the Air is deeply blessed, that you will hear exactly what you need to hear, that you will say whatever you need to say, that you will release whatever you need to release, and you will embrace whatever you need to embrace. As I accept this for you, I accept it for myself. As I accept it for me, I accept it for you. And so the power of prayer is upon us. I let it be, and so it is. Amen, amen, amen. And so that word, amen, it means, and so it is. So I say, and so it is, and so it is. And so it is, and so it is. And so what is? What is is I am loved. <laughs> oh my goodness. I am loved just the way I am. You are loved just the way you are. I mean, can that be possible? And my, would I, could I even be interested in that? That sounds so elementary. That sounds so childlike or childish. I'm loved. Who needs that? Right? Don't I need a little bit more money or more friends or, you know, to clean out that closet? You know, you know, isn't there something I need to, to earn the love? You know, that's how it feels in my conditional relationship to myself, you know? I go to the grocery store. I feel good. I did it. I did it.
you know, I can get a dopamine hit off that for a little bit or, you know, I, whatever it is, you know. I had a really beautiful day yesterday. I, I really stayed in bed till about one o'clock on and off and Oh, it was so glorious. I had the windows open. I have these nice doors, like French doors, and it just goes out to the back garden. And and it was hard to have that good morning like that. <laughs> you know, not to be contaminated with, oh, I should, I should, I should, I should. You know, it sounds so... Like, oh, Angela, get some real problems, you know, if you, you know. But it is a real problem that it's difficult to let myself be happy. <laughs> you know, it's like that's a problem many of us have. You know, there's, there's, there's happiness. Happiness is not something we acquire. It's something we tune into. It's something we tune into. It's right here, right now. And am I going to believe a stressful thought? that would take me away from an innate kind of unconditioned joy of living that's right there. And you can imagine, right, like what would our community of humans be if we each took responsibility for our own happiness? Oh my goodness. You know, I'm convinced, right, I'm not happy because, you know, they said they were going to and they didn't. Or, you know, I should have and I didn't. So to really realize your happiness and my happiness is here for us today. And it's just about our receiving it. Our receiving what already is. Our receiving what already is. The Dalai Lama uh, talks about this, the value of happiness. Like, what would it be like to live on my street right now if every single person on my street was doing their inner work to say yes to the happiness that's available right now? What would that feel like to walk down my street? And so, of course, it's no one else's happiness is my business, really. You know, my own is my business. Your own is your business. I know that word happiness can be loaded. I had a friend who went through a phase and she's like, you know, I don't want happiness. I want joy. You know, happiness is fleeting. Joy is not. And all these words have different meanings at different times. But I'm talking about happiness. I'm talking something of the eternal, of the eternal verity. You know, in Buddhism, they talk, there's a meditation where you just imagine a smile that you form on the inside of your lips. And and the work is to keep an attitude of, smiling towards yourself all day long. If you stumble and fall, there's a warm glowing inner smile. If you do something that appears to have wonderful results, the smile, and it doesn't get bigger or small, smaller. There's no hidden message. It's, you know, the practice is just a consistent loving, smiling gaze towards yourself and toward life. So those are some of the things that come up for us as we begin. So once again, I welcome you to Prayer on the Air. I am Angela Montano. Uh, we come together from 52 different countries now to pray with each other, for each other, regarding anything that concerns us personal planetary the most trivial thing we put into prayer the most thing we think of as having tremendous consequences we put that into prayer i do consider us a global prayer without ceasing community not because i'm praying 24 7 without ceasing that is a state of consciousness i i really do pray for 
um, but I'm not there. Um, but the way our podcast is listened to, someone in the world is praying for and with us every single day, every single night of the week. So it's almost like we're, uh, I remember doing track in high school and I, I ran on the relay team. I wasn't very good at track. I only did track because I was really into gymnastics and I thought track would, um, would uh, you know, get me in shape for that. But of course, if you do it, you have to, you have to participate in something. I just wanted to kind of, uh, I didn't even want to run around the track. I just wanted to walk around the track with my best friend, Terry Berry, and talk. But we had to like pick a, you know, an event. So I was on the relay team. And, you know, you, you run your section a fourth of the way around the track. And then you, you give the, the um, you know, relay stick to the, next person and it's a really important way you pass it off and that's kind of what we're doing here although I really think stress-free I, I remember my lungs burning by the time I got the stick to the next person uh, I would love you know our sense of separation from God to be burning off of us as we do this but always you know someone is in a state of communion contemplation. So that's what I mean when I say our prayer without ceasing uh, community. And I, I mean, the implications of that alone it are just beyond my comprehension. So what are we doing when we're praying? We're opening over and over and over again to wholeness. To it is a perception of wholeness that heals fear, that grips me, tells me something's missing, something should be that isn't, something is that shouldn't be. And then my thinking mind, the thinking self offers me up images of my past and future that help concretize me in the fear-based narrative. So I've got concepts going, I've got images going in my mind, I don't even realize it, and I'm in a, I'm in my interpretation of life. Oh my God, what's going to happen? And as long as I'm there, I'm missing life. I'm not in life. It's like life once removed. Life imagined through false evidence appearing real. That's who I take myself to be. And I'm mesmerized. And I feel righteous. And I go deeper into the story of it all, right? When we pray, we awaken from that and we get present. I am here now in this room with you praying. And really, there is no past. There is no future. That's just concepts. That's just concepts. That's just thoughts. And there's an immediacy when we let go of those sphere-based narratives. And that's when we might notice, oh my God, look at that hummingbird, or wow, I love the laughter of my friend, or maybe we tune into our breath, but we, we start to experience the intimacy in the immediacy. And from here, we can really open to these extraordinary, beautiful, pointings that spiritual teachers, awakened beings have given us, which is something like God is everywhere. God is all there is. Um, I have an orchid on my desk. I don't know if you can see it from where you are if you're here live. But I, I was sitting in my chair about to see a uh, client in person. And I looked over at the orchid and it's been in my office for about th three weeks. And I saw it for the first time, the lime green and the fuchsia. It's a white orchid. And I had looked at it, white orchid, but it's got this pale pink and this luminous like lime green. And, and see, that's the problem with the mind, right? My mind categorized this as a white orchid. Um, so I have an idea about myself. I, I like bright colored orchids. I like the fuchsia and the coral and right. 
So probably that idea, right, that, that who I take myself to be, I may never have really met the white orchid because already I've categorized it as something I dismiss, even though I love orchids. But in the immediacy of prayer, in the immediacy of the moment, I stepped out of my once removed interpretation of life and I met life and I saw this orchid for the first time and I love it so much. I hadn't even loved it before. And now I love it. And I will never look at a white orchid the same. The green. How could I have missed that fuchsia in the middle and the pale pink on the leaves? So see, when we pray, we meet what is. We meet the love that is outside of fear. It's a wonderland. And there's just so much. I mean, it's, there's more blessings than we can even count. So this is what we're always doing when we're praying. We're always communing with the presence. And we could even say the present. The present. Where do we experience the presence? God is everywhere in the present. But again, we've got to get through that. For me, it feels sometimes like an obstacle course. My mind is like an obstacle course. You know, I've got so many ways to discount, dismiss the beauty that is. Right? So that's why we just always want to see through prayer about the possibility of living in the love, living in the love, living in the I am loved. And what's so fascinating, what we began with, I am loved. If we can live in the I am loved, a lot of the fear-based ideas almost fall away on their own. It, it's more like they let go of us more than we let go of them because when we're in the truth that we're loved, all these reasons to dismiss this, to discount that, all these ego ranking things we do, these are my preferences, this is what I like and I don't, and they just sort of aren't needed anymore. They just aren't needed anymore. So, the way this podcast works is I take prayer requests. Again, nothing too small, nothing too great uh, to place into prayer. And then everyone listening, whenever you're listening, whenever you happen to be listening, your job, if you will, is to enter into a state of love, into a state of awareness, wholeness. You're born to pray in truth. You're born to hold space of well-being, of wholeness for others. And that's what you're doing on behalf of every prayer request. And listen, really deeply listen for the answered prayer for you. You cannot pray for another person and not be actually blessed by the prayer yourself. Now you might not have a literal relationship to what the prayer request is, but we are one and there is always a connection. There is always a a way we're uplifted when we pray. I had a lot of interesting, phenomenal things happen in 1994 when I began my prayer practice for other people. I had very, very, very little money at the time. I was just barely making ends meet. At the end of the month, I might pay my bills and have $3.50 left over. So, you know, it was very, very financially, I had to be so efficient at the time. And I remember having a client, one of my first three clients, I had three clients when I began, and this woman desperately wanted to go to New York City 
to see her son in a performance. And we gate, we turned it over. And, you know, I did my best as the practitioner, knowing she was living an infinite possibility. And that possibility is there. In God, there's a way. God makes a way out of no way. You know, we did our work together in faith. And wonderfully, it happened. She got to New York. And about two weeks later, I have a, a like a just the dearest, dearest friend from college, Rachel. And while I was just like barely getting by as my fledgling spiritual counseling, you know, life was beginning, she was just making bank as a lawyer in Georgia. And she was social chairman for her, you know, California, uh, for her, you know, Atlanta Bar Association. And she got to go to places and like check out the hotels before like the whole Lawyers Association would come. And she sent me a free ticket to come with her to New York to check out some fabulous hotel where there's champagne waiting for us and they're whining and dining us. I'm obviously not a lawyer. And I had like the weekend of my life in New York. I had a lot of those things that it wasn't what I was praying for, but then I got blessed just strangely as well. And that's very literal blessings. A lot of times the blessings we receive when we pray for someone else are, you know, far more subtle than that. I think I was given those kind of gross examples, those very literal examples early on, so I would catch what I'm talking about, like I would get it. Um, and uh, so, you know, again, like Thomas Merton says, the extraordinary monk, you know, there's not one single prayer, there's not one single prayer that is prayed where nothing happens or nothing occurs, not one he said but there are many prayers that are prayed where nothing is perceived thought or felt occur you know the subtle energy of this love that is beyond our comprehension is always activated through prayer but I might be too dense in my perceptions and my thinking to catch it and I know I quote that prayer I mean I quote that quote a lot here and every single time I do I need to hear it again because my ego you know ego always wants to dismiss that we have this kind of intimate immediacy with source energy in a twinkling of an eye a shift from fear to love can occur. And again, it's in what we talked about in the beginning, just you are loved. You're being loved right now. You are being actively loved. It's not like you're stamped loved. You know, we loved you in 1984, you know, and you just go on that. No, now, now the aliveness of this love is occurring, occurring, occurring. But if I'm caught in thought, right, if I'm living once removed in my interpretation of life, my story about my life, and I'm now in the divided mind, you know, I've created my custom-made hell realm, you know. Prayer can always bring us back, back. We can say back to the beginning, back to before the beginning. It's kind of like that false sense of self. It's almost like like we're reading a book, you know, we turning the pages, you know, we're in the problem-oriented way of being. And prayers like we can turn away from that. Oh, that's only a story. What is? What is right now? My breath, your breath. this air that's all around me you know what you know what's so amazing about air you know all these oh 
I'm thinking of this argon gas in, in air. And they say that, that the way these kind of innocuous gases circulate the planet that like right now I am actually breathing and you're breathing even the air Gandhi breathed or the Buddha breathed like like what's in the air we're breathing like that alone could call us into the here into the now into with God for me nothing can be against me into the state of communion. So we will begin with Elizabeth and uh, would love to hear from you and just, just you can unmute yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Angela. Uh, a couple of years ago, I asked uh, for prayer for finding my new home. And uh, you said, Om, for me. You all participated. And um, now this summer we found our new, our new home. And it was such a gracious process to finding it. Um, uh, me and my wife, we have seen different houses and one apartment and um, for every uh, home we visited, we, we agreed it's not this one. And uh, when we came to the house we finally bought, we agreed again, it is this one. <laughs> And uh, we will uh, move there in October. And we visited the house uh, yesterday, uh, Saturday. And um, had some coffee with the, the owners who uh, built the house in 1883 or so. And we were sitting in uh, the sofa and seeing the view of the ocean, which I have longed for for years to get a home with a view to the sea. And uh, I'm so happy and I just want to say uh, thank you. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for all you are teaching us. It's so it means so much to me. Mm, thank you. It means a lot to me, so much to me, Elizabeth, that you're here and that all of you are here. And what a beautiful, beautiful sharing. And doesn't it just make your heart so glad? I mm. mean, you know, and beyond, you know, any sense of separation, right? This home that you have, Elizabeth, this new home and I remember that prayer for you around ohm <laughs> the the ohm is in home and I just love you know hearing about the process it's always wonderful to hear about the process you know once everything turns out the way you want it right because mm -hmm. oh, how wonderful it is that we kn we knew in the beginning like oh good it's happened but in faith that's how we would feel all the time if we lived in faith you know, yeah. is, is we would just love the journey to the home as much as the home itself. And I, I love how you were able to say, not this, not this one at, at houses you looked at. It reminds me of a, there's a essay by the writer, Elizabeth Gilbert, and I think it's called yeah. not this. And it's just like, sometimes that's the prayer. It's just not the, I mean, the, the guidance is not this, not this, not mm. this. And yeah. then all that not this is refining your awareness. And so when the this, this is it, this, it's just so clear, you know? Yeah. And there's, you know, Ego would say, well, why do I have to do any not this? There's there's some mysterious process, isn't there? 
you know, and uh, how beautiful. So let's speak a prayer, Elizabeth, just blessing your home and your move. And it's a, it's a prayer of, of gladness and really a prayer of praise, you know. So let us, let us pray. Is there anything else you wanted to say, Elizabeth? Yeah, I, I would like to add there was one house where I thought, oh, I, I do like this. And my wife said, no, I, I don't think this is it. And then I said, okay, this or something better. Yes, this or something better. Yes. Because there were some, sometimes you could see the beauty in one place and also know that it, no it's not this yeah. actually it's something better yeah yeah that's a beautiful thing and you know again you know one of the things I want to hold in prayer for all of us is you know we always want to be interested in unconditional happiness happiness not based on condition so that we can truly enjoy the ride enjoy the process right mm -hmm. often when we when we intend something we want something you know we're, we get egoed which is when we're getting egoed our ego attaches our happiness to when when the house comes then i'll be happy Right? So you always want to start with the unconditioned happiness that's available to you right now. You know, seek just the pleasure and the happiness in what you have right now, even as you call forth something new. You know, often we think, oh, our happiness is in something far away. We are expanding beings, we're creative beings, and this creating this new experience of this new home by the sea, that's a, I would call it like a divine happening in you, through you, as you. And yet your happiness doesn't depend on it. You know, so we always want to uncouple the happiness even from the quote-unquote good things. You know, we, it's like this, we can love always with so much more freedom with this kind of healthy detachment. You know, when something really quote unquote good happens, I can feel like my thought self or my ego wants to glom onto it. Like, okay, now that that's occurred, you know, that can be the source of my happiness. No, 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 no. The source of my happiness is not of this world. The source of your happiness is not of this world. It's not in an appearance. It's unconditioned. It's not a, a condition. So let us pray this prayer of praise for Elizabeth. How wonderful it is, how wonderful it is, how wonderful it is, how wonderful it is. Ah, oh, to feel, to sense the perfection, the perfection beyond my concept, your concept of perfection. There's really no words to speak of the perfection that is occurring in, through, as, and for Elizabeth, this amazing, beautiful process of coming home, 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 to this home by the sea. Sounds like built in 1883, this home by the sea. And so we just bless Elizabeth and may her happiness in this home be even more unconditioned, unconditional. Might she have even greater awareness, awakening to the happiness that is, even in the moving, the packing of the boxes, the moving in, the moving out of where you in. Might it all be truly glorious, as gracious as this process occurred. Might it truly 
just deepen in its graciousness. And might Elizabeth, and might we hold Elizabeth as so open-minded that nothing could occur that would take her outside of this awareness of graciousness. That there is a deep witnessing of the movement of God, not needing Elizabeth's help. No fear needed here, only love, only allowing, only letting. And so as we pray this prayer for Elizabeth, we affirm this prayer active and dynamic in everyone's heart and mind where any movement of energy is happening around home, home, home. Wherever you're living right now, whatever room you're in, maybe you're inside, outside, you are at home. The sea is your home. The mountains are your home. There's even that home, home, home beauty. Even if you're listening to this podcast from underneath a bridge somewhere. So we just go deeper into the vibration of Om, Om. And we bless Elizabeth in great gratitude, in praise, blessing her wife, blessing this new home. I say thank you, dear God, for this and for so much more. I let go. I let God. And so it is. Amen. 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 And one of the things I want to do is I want to kind of challenge all of us as we hear this wonderful news, like wherever you are today, like how can you honor your home as precious as Elizabeth's new home? How can you see it wherever you are as that home by the sea? You know, when when Elizabeth and I And all of you, when we prayed about this for Elizabeth, it's always about being in the vibrational frequency of that sense of the fulfillment of it already occurring. It's as good as done. And then you walk into it through apparent time and space. So we want to up-level just our appreciation for home today. So we will go to our written requests now. Alrighty. Uh, Mary Catherine, hello everyone. Please pray for my dad, John Daniel in Marfa, Texas, age 85. He is a miracle. He has no air conditioning. He has a condition known as congestive heart failure. I love him so much. Please be on the high watch for him. So has anyone had a daddy who's precious to them? I have. And even if you haven't, maybe you've had a friend who's precious to you, a brother. We just want to tune in to this precious, precious, precious John Daniel in Marfa, Texas. Just think about how important certain people are in your life or a a pet you've had. Maybe it's your dog or your cat. You know, when we pray, no one is just, oh yeah, what? What was his name? It's like John Daniel, you know? That's like, you know, oh. And what we're allowing as we enter into this, we're allowing John Daniel to be as precious to us as he is to Mary Catherine. Just really, he's so important. So important. So let us hold the high watch. So as we place our attention on John Daniel on behalf of Mary Catherine... 
We just affirm the love of God, source energy, infinite loving intelligence has got his back. When we hold the high watch, what we're willing to do is to watch for what's really occurring, what's really happening, which is love, what's really happening, what's really occurring where John Daniel is, intelligence, loving intelligence. What we're witnessing as we hold the high watch is all needs met in and on time. We're willing to affirm that John Daniel is in heaven on earth right here, right now. That where he stands is holy ground because of the inextinguishable light of the Buddhic mind, the Christ consciousness that animates his being. We're here witnessing for John Daniel that he is fully supported, that he is a child of God, an emanation of God, and God takes care of itself and brings forward whatever is ever needed through its own being. We're here to witness John Daniel's cup runneth over. We're here to witness his plenty. We're here to witness his heart is being operated through and by and with and as the very love of God. We're here to witness that whatever condition a doctor has prescribed him as having, that in God there's a deeper wholeness functioning right in the midst of that apparent diagnosis. We're here to witness that John Daniel is safe and sound, secure in and of his true nature, the love that he is as an emanation of God. For this and so much more, I'm grateful, I'm thankful. I let go, I let God, and so it is. Amen, 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 amen. I'm going to piggyback on that, Mary Catherine. I would love prayer for my father, Bill Coxton, who I adore beyond the beyond, and he has a stress test this Friday. He's passed all the tests to place him um, in a, I don't know how you say it, anyway, to get a new kidney. He had kidney failure a few years ago. It was very mysterious because he doesn't have any other conditions associated with it. And do you know there's no upper age limit on kidney transplants? And they, you know, the older you are, actually the more kidneys that are available. Because if you need a kidney and you're younger, you know, you have to get younger kidneys. But as you're older, you can get a kidney, you know, of someone who's died recently who who might be older. So um, September 1 my father getting the stress test and uh, he's got appointments with like 12, no, six doctors October 12th and he was on this list in all these different places all over the country and his first appointment with these doctors is in uh, Beverly Hills in Los Angeles where I am. So that feels like a big blessing to me that I can be there and, and everything. So um, just let us pray for another father. And just as Mary Catherine said, her father is a miracle. My father is a miracle too. And I just affirm and ask you all to be with me in lifting my father up. That a power greater than his own thinking, a grace greater than any qualifying energy is doing this through him, for him, as him. I bless this uh, stress test on Friday. I bless him in robust vigor, vitality. I know that something greater than any concept is living its life as Bill William Lee Coxton. Sometimes he's called Sweet Willie. We just bless him from the depth Blessing him psychologically, blessing him emotionally, blessing him etherically, blessing his energetic body, blessing his physical body, blessing his etheric body, calling forth clearings on every level, dosing him with 
complete forgiveness, releasing the past, releasing the future, being in the present moment, just to let God love him in through and as this beautiful process. Thankfully and gratefully, I release this word knowing it is done. It is in God's hands, in God's care, in God's will, God's glorious, beautiful will. God's will is joy. And so I let go and let God releasing to joy. As I release my father more fully, deeply, completely related to this to joy, I accept it for myself, for you, for you, for you. And so it is. Amen. 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 We have another prayer uh, I want to do today, which is for my beloved assistant, Tomas. Tomas lives in Argentina. He's in Chile right now, and it's his birthday. So this is the day that he appeared on this planet, and it is, we just want to celebrate this magnificent man, this magnificent man, Tomas. You want to wave, Tomas? So you all can see his beauty, his intelligence, his goodness, his incredible patience, I'm telling you. Oh, so we, we just, like, oh my goodness. Getting to pray for Tomas is like a privilege, let me tell you. So happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday. That's what we say. And yet on a deeper level, the very truth of Tomas is birthless and deathless. His soul, his being is eternal. So I honor the internal presence, the eternal wisdom, the eternal beauty, the eternal wealth, the internal health, the eternal wisdom, the eternal strength that God is as Tomas I absolutely know that Tomas is right on time, that everything in his life works together for good. I bless the magnificent success of his life. I bless Tomas today in the victorious tone, in the triumphant tone of God's infinite presence. It is doing Tomas. God is animating his being. I bless him. I bless his girlfriend. Maria, I bless their day celebrating, and I let go, and I let God, and so it is. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you so much, Angela. The pleasure is mine. Oh, thank you, thank you. So, now see how intimate prayer is? You know, we get to be in Elizabeth's home you know, we get to connect to Mary Catherine and my father. We get to be at the birthday party for Tomas. You know, prayer pierces the sense of isolation that we would make up that does not exist. So Jennifer has a prayer. Uh, thank you very, very much, Angela, for your beautiful, loving wisdom and prayer on the air. Uh, just before I got on the call I was appreciating the magnificent fresh scent and temperature outside so it's interesting you know we often talk about our 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 different prayer on the air episodes you know having a theme are you all hearing it just loving what is appreciating what is getting present to the miracle that is getting here now Lori writes into us if there is time I would greatly appreciate a prayer for my health I've been struggling with the thyroid autoimmune disease for three years since I was finally diagnosed. I am experiencing some extreme fatigue and problems with focus. Thank you for your prayers and for this gift to our prayer community. Okay, Lori. So as we pray about this, I am compelled by, you know, the two fatigue and focus fatigue and focus fatigue and focus and I've you know you know I once struggled with an autoimmune condition myself and what in my healing what I kept seeing is 
the autoimmune experience I was having was for me very consistent with my own self-attack thoughts. Like I was self-attacking, self-attacking. And I think the fatigue, though we don't like it, we want to go, go, go. In, in God, in truth, and it's so threatening. We can think of fatigue as so threatening. It's threatening my life. It's threatening what I can do. It's threatening where I can go, right? And that is not for the faint of heart, that, that feeling of threat. But I'm sensing, Lori, that there's no threat here. And that if you can find a way to love the fatigue and receive it as a gift that is just, you know, I always say God is loving us in ways we understand and in ways we don't understand. In ways we understand and in ways we don't understand. How can this fatigue be love? How can my experience of loss of focus be love? So it's, it's a deep surrender is what I sense, Lori. Letting go of thinking you should be anything other than what you are. And, you know, focus is such an interesting thing, isn't it? You know, you know our capacity to focus can really make us feel safe and also in charge, in control. If I'm not focusing, my mind's all over the place. It's it's a little scary. So I, I just offer for you, Lori, to like see if you can find the love in, you know, I don't even want to call it lack of focus, but love in the, oh, what do I want to call it? Love in the like diffuse awareness, in the diffuse focus, in the diffuse focus of diffuse awareness. See if you can bring your own love to it. What, what's in this experience of fatigue? What gift is seeking to come to you? That, that's what I'm sensing is a, an opening here in this healing journey that you are on. The body is so intelligent, so intelligent, so intelligent. So we just bless and bless and bless the intelligence, the intelligence of this body temple of Lori's. We're, we're affirming for Lori this consciousness of health. And we're affirming the unconditional nature of health. We're not putting it in duality. Well, there's health and there's sickness. There's wellness. There's not feeling so good. There's only health. There's only health in God where Lori is. We're interested in investigating her health through prayer. We're interested in seeing health. We're interested in bowing to health. Not as something other than what she's going through, but something that's right here, right now. We're blessing this healing journey, this movement of energy, this balance seeking to happen where she is. I bless Lori in the health that is. It's good. It's good and very good. I let it be and so it is. Amen. 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 Ah, Hans writes in, Dear Angela, I love and appreciate it when you say it is the perception of wholeness that heals. Could you say a prayer for that, please? Yes, Hans. And again, every time I say it, it's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. The perception of wholeness that heals. Whatever thoughts, concepts that my mind is identified with, okay? Whatever concepts my mind is identified with that would in any way uh, convince me, compel me to a sense of fragmentation, to a sense of not enoughness. Something is missing, something's missing in me, something's missing in me, something's gonna be missing. 
That is just fear. That's false evidence appearing real. That's me in the once removed. Fear-based hell realm that I would imagine to be life. So every time we say it is the perception of wholeness that heals, anytime we perceive wholeness, we're, it's like jump to it and do it. We're calling ourselves back to the center, back to the truth. Not to the interpretation of what is, but what is. You know, right now we get very immediate. Like the, the, the desk I'm sitting at is whole. You know, the leaves outside I look at are, are whole. The orchid I spoke about, whole. Like where can I witness something not whole? I have a teacup here. You know, I could smash it on the ground. It's still a whole teacup. That's really worth contemplating. The appearance of it smashed is happening in the temporal realm, but, but the wholeness of it, though changing form, the consciousness of the wholeness remains. So someone like um, Meister Eckhart, when he said, do you want to know the secret of my peace? And he says, I'll tell you. The secret of my peace is I'm okay with whatever happens. You know, if my sense of this teacup is shattered when the teacup shatters, if my awareness of its wholeness, its completeness shatters when the teacup shatters, I'm judging by appearances. And any little or big appearance, you know, is going to take my nervous system God knows where. But if I stay true to God is the intelligence back of this teacup, and it is going to be whatever it needs to be for however long it needs to be, I can rejoice in it all, even in its shattering. Oh, how many, how many cups of tea did it give me? before it moved on. The perception of wholeness heals. That's not what we're trained to do, right? We look in the mirror in the morning. What's not right? What's not right? <laughs> you know, what's wrong? You know, what, what, what can I, you know, do to at least fake wholeness, right? So we're, we're doing something that's counterculture. Spiritual truth is always counter to the predominant cultural ideas. So the perception of wholeness heals. And could I commune with that wisdom? You know, you really, it's so true. I mean, we have to see beyond the world of appearances. You know, if I say the perception of wholeness heals and I never go deeper than what I think I see. If I never go deeper than what I think I see. What I think, what I think I see, right? That's when I'm giving over to thoughts only, concepts. I've got to, Look and see. You're born to sense the wholeness that is. But we do have to drop deeper than what appears. Because if we don't go deeper than what appears, we don't tune in to the wholeness that is. The perception of wholeness heals. It heals our minds. It heals our minds. And then we're in league with the infinite. And we can enjoy the wholeness that is. Nothing is missing in God. All things work together for good. So let us pray in this deepening. Thank you, Hans, for this prayer request. It's too much trouble to perceive wholeness. You know, I'm just locked into this is missing, that's missing, and uh, uh, 
I don't know. I don't know if I prefer this. I don't know if I prefer that. Eco is always going to want to take us there. You know, I have so many distinctions. <laughs> I'm so smart. How could I perceive wholeness when I know what's wrong with this, that, and that, and this person, and that person, and me? You know, ego would tell me, this is living, this isn't living. All these distinctions is not living. So we have to, as we pray, as we go where Hans is calling us today, we have to go into a deep love of the wholeness that is. Could I love the wholeness that is? more than my thinking about the wholeness that isn't? Could I let that whole construct go? Could I be one who walks among you? Could you be one who walks among me? That's just that badass prayer warrior that can perceive wholeness, beauty, well-being, no matter what the appearance. Could we follow the teachings of Jesus, who is reported to have said, judge not by appearances? Oh, my goodness. That might just be too fun, huh? That might be too much fun. Maybe we could have that much fun, huh? I bless Hans in a deepening, in a willingness to see with his inner eyes, to hear with the inner ear to be in the immediate intimacy of the wholeness that is, that he might become a lover, a lover of wholeness, in love with the wholeness that is in such a way that he abandons all of his judgments, all of his preferences, all of his sureness of what's missing. <gasps> and maybe Hans might lead the way and Maybe I could catch some of that deepening myself. Maybe you could. And we can join Hans in perceiving wholeness in the midst of whatever is apparently troubling us. Climate change. Could we perceive wholeness there? political elections in the U.S. Could we perceive wholeness there? How we treat one another. Could we perceive wholeness there? In the midst of whatever the quote-unquote problem is, can we perceive wholeness? We're not talking about denial. We're talking about the deeper wholeness that is reality. Non-dual wholeness. I bless each of us. I declare I have this capacity. You do. And I join Hans in being a lover of the wholeness that is. I say thank you. I let go. I let God. And so it is. Amen. 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 Okay, we're getting close to closing. I could talk about another probably hours on that subject of wholeness. Uh, Lori writes to us, thank you. I love your perspective and greatly appreciate your prayers for me. You're so welcome, Lori. And just one more popping up here. Denise says, could you please pray for Jared's next housing situation to be available? For those of you who come episode after episode, we've been praying for Denise and her son Jared uh, for a while as he moves through his journey. So it's perfect, isn't it, for us to end with our prayers for his housing after your early prayer, Elizabeth, you know, our prayer for her home, to know home for Jared, just like we're celebrating home for Elizabeth. So we'll close with that prayer, and that will be that, and this will be this. Joy, 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 unconditioned joy, happiness, 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 unconditioned happiness. Oh my goodness, to just step into this, we've just got to let go of this one teeny, 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 tits, teeny, tiny little thing, which is, you know, I need it my way. <laughs> you know, I need it my way. That's all we've got to let go of. It's just, you know, I need it my way. You know, or the way I think it should be. Or the way we know it needs to be. We're, we know, we know, we're so sure. All we have to let go is the I know how it needs to be for me to be okay. And we just need 
to accept I am okay, truly okay. You're okay, truly okay. We are okay, truly okay. I claim I am deeply curious from the most innocent place within me, from the most innocent place within you, curious to be an apprentice to the wholeness that is in everything regarding your life, the lives of those that you serve, that serve you. So I bless us as we close this episode in a real prayer collective holding one another, holding the high watch for one another. We don't even have to know one another's names to feel the prayer energy supporting us. In this release, I say thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And so it is. Amen. 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 Feel free to unmute and say anything you want. Amen. Blessings. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Blessings, 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 blessings. Thank you. Blessings to all. Love thank you so much. And blessings. Thank you. 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 Thank you